Hello and welcome to the Daily Grind. It's a ministry of Faith Baptist Church in El Paso, Texas. We are a podcast that goes Monday through Friday, a daily devotion on our daily walk with Christ. It's hosted with myself and Andy Bitsko. And uh, this this podcast, you can utilize two things. You can utilize the Logos Bible software or any Bible software that's out there that you can download, that you can put in your tablet, put on your phone, put it on your computer, wherever you can. If you can't get out of the store and uh, get out of the house and go to a store and buy an actual Bible, you can use a software that's readily available that can be used at the privacy of your own home. Also, we do use the text of 365 Days of Spurgeon, and you can get that text directly from Logos.com. Uh, you don't have to have the text. It's just if you wish to follow with us, follow us word by word, which may not be good for you. So we're going to go ahead and start for April 20th out of our 365 Days of Spurgeon. It's a devotional. There's a picture of Spurgeon right there. Handsome, gently man. Go ahead. Gently man. Gently. That's a new word. And we're going to start with (laughs) Hebrews chapter 6, verse number 4 through 6. And Andy's going to speak. I am. You are now. So are we going to let them pause the podcast to find it? Or are we going to let them find it? Well, and then it, br- I'll it brings up the question. If they have the Bible, mm-hmm. the book, they have to scroll through it with their hand. If they have it with the app, they can just type that in there on the top. Which one do you think would be quicker? Finding it in your normal Bible. I've beat you every single time we've done this. Okay. I just can't type. Go ahead. Okay. Hebrews chapter number 6 and verses 4 through 6. For it is impossible for those who were once enlightened and have tasted of the heavenly gift and were made partakers of the Holy Ghost and have tasted the good word of God and the powers of the world to come, if they shall fall away to renew them again unto repentance, seeing they crucified to themselves the Son of God afresh and put him to an open shame. Mm, Very good. Good word of God. All right. Today we're going to talk about an excerpt. This is just an excerpt. It's not the whole Bible or whole sermon. (laughs) (laughs) Whole Bible. The whole sermon by Spurgeon. Translation here. It's called the Steve Fitzko Bible translation. So an excerpt from a sermon that uh, Spurgeon gave himself called the Final Perseverance, and uh, he delivered it on the morning of April twentieth, in eighteen fifty-six, at uh, New Park Street Chapel in Southwark, Southwark, and. This is just a section of it, and uh, we're going to go ahead and begin. For God preserves his children from falling away, but he keeps them by the use of, of means. And one of these is the terrors of the law, showing them, that they would ha- showing them what would happen if they were to fall away. There's a deep uh, pre- precipice, what is the best way to keep anyone from going down there. Why, to tell him that if he did, he would in, uh, in, inevitably be dashed to pieces. In some old castle, there is a deep cellar where there is a vast amount of stale air and gas, which would kill anyone, anybody who went down there. What does the guide say? If you go down, you, you will never come, come up alive. Who thinks of going down? The very fact of the guide telling us what the consequences would be keeps us from it. Our friend puts away, puts away from us a cup of arsenic. He does not want us to drink, but he says, if you drink, it will kill you. Does he suppose for a moment that we should drink, drink it? 
No, he tells us the consequence, and he is, he is sure we will not do it. So God says, my child, if you fall over the, this pre, pre, precipice, you will be dashed to pieces. What does the child do? He says, Father, keep me, hold me, I mean, hold down me up, and I shall be safe. It leads, it leads the believer to greater de- dependence on God, to a holy fear and caution. Because he knows that if he were to fall away, he could not be renewed, and he stands far away from the great gulf. Because he knows that if, if he were to fall into it, there would be no salvation for him. It is, calculating, it, excuse me, it is calculated to excite fear, and this holy fear keeps the Christian from falling. So let me explain a little bit here what Spurgeon's talking about. He's talking about this guy that says, if you go down this, you go down this cave, you will die. Talks about this, bu- this buddy of his that puts a cup of arsenic over there. So if you drink this arsenic, guess what? You will die. Okay, so they automatically tell you what's going to happen ahead. Have you ever seen the movie Arsenic and Old Lace? That's a whole other topic. It's a reenactment. Okay, but... They, they have that, the guy goes ahead and tells them, this is, if you do this, this is what's going to happen. So don't do it. Okay? That's what God's kind of, that's where Spurgeon's taking this from. And as Christians, where how he puts that into place is that as a Christian, if you do this, this is what's going to happen to you. And Andy and I are going to go ahead and explain a little bit further on this. I think, and, and nice follow-up to it, um, just something I was looking here. We're going to get to it a little bit later, but Hebrews chapter number 10 and verse number 29 follows up a little, very well with the text we just read. Oh, how much sore punishment suppose ye shall he be thought worthy who hath trodden under the, underfoot the Son of God and hath counted the blood of the covenant wherewith he was sanctified an unholy thing and hath done, and hath done despite under the Spirit of grace. You're going directly against the, the terror of going directly against what God wants you to do. Yes. Which brings us to our point, that God is the one who keeps us from falling. So if you look in jo- uh, Jude chapter 20, uh, there's only one chapter in Jude, by the way. Got any more, please yes, tell us. No. Jude, <laughs> verse number 24 and verse number 25. If you go in there, let's go ahead and look at verse, these verses here. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding exceeding joy to the only wise God, our Savior, be glory and, and, uh, and majesty, dominion and power both now and forever. If, if us as Christians... I'll do the slides. Okay. <laughs> if us if as Christians... If we have that focus upon God, if we have that focus upon our Savior Jesus Christ, we we will that'll be the best safe, safe bet for us. And as I was talking from uh, one of the other messages that I gave, where I used the illustration of a father and a son. Everyone in the world has a father. Okay, some of us have close relationships with our father. Some of us don't, okay? If someone wishes to have a close relationship to their earthly father, they try to do what is pleasing and honoring 
to their earthly father. For example, if uh, your father says, go clean your room, and he said, yeah, dad, I cleaned my room, but really you didn't, you just placed a lie between the relationship of your earthly father and your earthly son. So just like that relation with your father and your son, you want to have nothing that's in between the father and the son relationship. So there comes that word respect. Now, the Bible uses the word fear, okay, which is, which is another word used as respect, that we should fear the Lord, that we should respect the Lord, and we should tell him what is going on in our life. We should tell him any heartaches or any, any sin or any mis, misguided intentions that we had. And many times we don't do those things. And we kind of fool ourselves by thinking, you know what? If I didn't tell him, he won't know. Well, that kind of shrinks your God to a small little God. <laughs> yeah, God sees everything. He knows exactly what's going on. He just wants you as the son or as, to be able to go forth and give him that fear, that respect, and be able to tell him what's happening. And also a lot of other times, you know, just like uh, the earthly father, the earthly father and son relationship, the son may go through a struggle and he may go to YouTube, he may go to Google, he may go to his best friends, he may go to his brother, he may go to some stranger he met off the street and ask for their advice, but not go to the one person that brought him into the life, which is his earthly father. <laughs> and, you know, sometimes the, the son may think, I don't need to. Or, you know, this advice will be better than what my dad will give me or what my father will give me. And, you know, really, he's, he's, he's pulling a hoax over himself. Same thing we do with our Heavenly Father. We will go to self-help books. We will go to whatever Google has. We'll go to 15 different churches until we find the answer. But really, all we need to do is go to our Heavenly Father and say, Hey, look, this is the problem I'm having. This is where I'm struggling. This is what I don't understand. And believe it or not, you should believe it, but, you know, he's a very powerful God. (laughs) And he could put that person in your life to either explain it to you or to help you or to be able to do those things. Or even God himself might even show you through his word of God exactly what your will is. So many times, and where I'm bringing this to is many times we choose to be away from God. And we choose that because we have that responsibility of ourselves to be in that loving loving relationship. And it says here in Jude uh, verse number 21, it says, keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ and eternal life. So keep on looking, have that as your, keep, keep Christ as your main source. Keep Christ as your main source fountain of knowledge keep christ as the main relationship that you need and uh with those things you have you have uh the mercy that you want okay and also the peace of mind and i'll tell you that peace is a blessing if you've ever gone through a struggle and you didn't look what was on the left or the right of you and you just look towards Christ and, get, and said, Lord, I know you're in, you're in charge of all this. Just, you know, protect me. And you put him complete control of it. There's a peace that overcomes over you. So 
Keep your eyes towards Christ. Andy. Also, Hebrews chapter number 10, verses 37 through 39, talking about God, God uh, keeping us from falling and, you know, that we have a responsibility to do it and that we, ha- we have to persevere through it. If you go to Hebrews chapter number 10, verses 37 through 39, for yet a little while, and he that shall come will come and will not tarry. Now the just shall live by faith, but if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. But we are not of them who draw back under perdition, but of them that believe to the saving of the soul. Hmm. You have to keep going. Okay, There's two sides to perseverance in, in the way I think about it. There's the mental side, what you're thinking about what you're doing. There's the physical side, there's the living it. This is what this is talking about. Living the just that shall live by faith. They live by what they can't see, but they are constantly pursuing. But if anyone draw back, God's not. God isn't happy with someone who's going, who's almost there, who's pushing, and then decides they're going to stop. The best analogy I can draw to that is uh, basic training for people in the military. You know, they go in for however long, eight weeks, twelve weeks, sixteen weeks, in some cases, for basic training. And at any time, they can say, "I'm done." You know, week number 11, they can say, I'm done. I want to go back home. They can do that, but no one, including themselves, are going to take pleasure in the fact that they quit when they were almost there. And it's the same way with God. Think about it like a, a basic training or a boot camp. You're almost there. You're in week number 11. You're, you're almost there. And you decide, I just can't do it anymore. I have to give up. Okay. You're, you decide to no longer live by faith. You can't, you can't do it. You don't think you can do it anymore, so you stop. And God doesn't take pleasure in that. But, we are, but it says in verse number 39, but we are not of them who draw back under perdition. Paul is saying here, we are not of those people who decide that they want to stop. We are the people who continue to live by faith, who continue to seek God each and every day, in the way we live, in the way we act, in the way we read our Bibles, okay? But also, this is the mental side. That was the physical side. That was the keeping going. There's, then there's the mental side. You must endure living the faith. Hebrews chapter number 10, verses 32 through 34. But call ye to remembrance the former days in which, after ye were illuminated, ye endured a great fight of afflictions, Partly whilst you were made a gazing stock, both by, repro- by reproachers and afflictions, and partly whilst you became companions of them that were so used, for ye had compassion of me and my bonds, and took joyfully the spoiling of your goods, knowing in yourselves that ye have in heaven a better and enduring substance. This is the mental part of the game. This is thinking out your, outthinking your enemy before you meet your enemy. You, Paul's talking here about these new Christians, that after they were illuminated, after they were discovered that they were Christians, they endured a great fight of afflictions. They were constantly persecuted in every possible way. It talks about, in verse chapter number 34, took joyfully the spoiling of your goods. That means that they were willingly giving up everything that they had just so they could fall God. Okay. Now, for most of us living here in America or abroad, most places in, a, in the world today, you are not going to have to give up 
everything that you have just so you can follow God. But you need to ask yourself, would I be willing to do that? Would, am I mentally prepared to physically go through with the act of giving up everything that I have? Okay? You're listening to this podcast on your, your, your computer, your phone, your television, if you're casting it, possibly. Would you be willing to give up all of those things, including the roof over your head right now, just so you could follow God? That's the mental aspect. The physical aspect would be going through with that, but most of us won't ever be there. But you have to mentally be prepared to do that. So, knowing in yourselves that ye have in heaven a better and enduring substance. This is the faith part. This is the part that you can't see that better and enduring substance, but you believe it's there. You're constantly pushing for it. You're not going to give up because you are not of them that draw back under perdition. You, do, you are not the person that, are going, that is going to give up when you're almost there, when you're in week number 11, when you're about to get there. You're not going to be the person who gives up because you know that when all of this is over, when your life is over, you're going to be in heaven and you're going to be with God and you're going to be praising him forevermore. And that brings us to the first point, the first part of it, mm-hmm. that mental part, that yeah. faith. That, that brings in, it bring, all this brings into the point of that relationship with Christ. It does. Because if you're about to give up, let's say for your illustration, week number 11 of 12, you need, you need, to, you need to break down and say, Lord, I need you more than ever. Yes, you do. You know, because you're not going to persevere persevere if you just take it upon your own self. Yes. And, that's, and that's really where we have to have a, a check, a learning check right here saying, you know, do I try to do all these things on my own? Yeah. You know, if I'm doing all these things and I'm persevering through life on my own strength, yeah. you know, there'll be a time when you can't do it on your own. And, you know, there, you know, you, you can look at it from this from this perspective that there's Christians today that say, hey, you know, I believe in God. I go to church. I read my Bible, John three sixteen, and my favorite verse is John. Uh, Jesus wept. And, uh, you know, I watched Veggie Tales when I was a kid, yeah. you know, whatever the the terminology is. Mm-hmm. But when it when it comes down to the rubber meets the road. Yeah. And there's that struggle right there. That's really a true test of faith, of reliance, and relationship with Jesus Christ. Very much so. You know, and I I just hope, uh, you know, today Andy and I were an encouragement to you. You know, Andy was an encouragement to me. (laughs) You kind of excited there. So I just uh, want you guys, uh, if you can, just share this podcast. Click on the share button of whatever platform you're looking at and uh, listening to our podcast. And we look forward to hearing from you guys again. Uh, we ha- uh, check out our website at faithbaptistelpaso.org uh, and also uh, share and become part of uh, the virtual uh, uh, church community that we have at Faith Life. Uh, that's where we can get you plugged in. And also, you can always see us at Facebook. Enjoy. Have a good day. Bye-bye. <laughs>